0: Amen. Thanks, church. Well, today we're starting a pretty uh, exciting series, I'd say, for me. It's called This Is Church. And it's exciting for me because I don't know if you've uh, picked up on this. I love the church. I love... The church. I, I've grown up in the church. 18 years Presbyterian at a church called Wabash Presbyterian. You ever heard of Wabash Presbyterian? Out on the Enumclaw Plateau, a beautiful church. 18 years. Four years I was in Maple Valley, uh, and then we moved to Auburn. But Maple Valley was a four square church plant uh, right on a strip mall between a Domino's and a flower shop. I mean, if you if you if you took too long to smell, you could. It wasn't the spirit you were smelling. It was pepperoni pizza. And then uh, four years later, then I go to University of Wyoming. At Wyoming, I was a part of a Baptist church plant. And I found out that the Spirit of God can move through hymns, praise the Lord. And then I went to, uh, for six years, I was a part of a church plant, not a church plant, but in, uh, a church uh, in Spokane. And then the last, I can't believe it, church, the last 11 years, I've been here at Life LifeSpring Foursquare Church. Come on, Jesus. I love it. I love the church. I I love being with God's people. I I, I love the church. But we also know it's more than just this. As much as I love this, we we know it's more than just an organization. It's a movement, right? We know it's more than just a building, though. You know, I praise the Lord for Integrity Life and letting us rent this place from them. But we know it's more than a building. We know what? What is it? It's an organism. It's a living, moving, breathing group of what? People who make up the body of Christ. I love the church. Aren't you thankful that it's more than the four walls, that it it goes out and even like wherever you go, I don't want to know where you're going to go after this, but wherever you go, guess who's going there? The church is going in the name of Jesus. The church goes out into a dark and hurting, lost, broken world and carries and shines the love and the light of Christ. I love the church. I love the church. Now, some of my greatest woundings have come. You know where they've come? in the church you don't have to say amen to that one by the way right church people right they can say the most vicious things but let's be honest it's also where i have caused the greatest wounding absolutely right each of us we know that in the church we have been wounded but we have all wounded others but praise the lord it's in the church where i have found healing from those wounds thank you lord it's in the church. Hopefully no one came into the church perfect. And if you did come in perfect, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You're probably a Pharisee at that point. So, But here's the deal. Like, I've learned how to forgive. Anyone else learn how to forgive in the church? Like, I've learned literally how to, like, I did not come in like this forgiving person. But in the church, I've learned how to forgive others for what they've done to me. But you know what? I've also learned this. I've learned how to ask others, hey, I've blown it. Would you please Forgive me. Anyone else learn how to ask for forgiveness? You know, to, be, to receive forgiveness, but also ask for forgiveness. I'd also say this in the words of Elsa from Frozen. The church is the place where I have learned, thank you, Jesus, how to let it go. Let it go. Two reasons. One, just because life's really short. And what a pathetic way to go through life, just holding on and living by a place of offense. Come on, let it go. But two, because it is a place of freedom. The church is a place of freedom. You don't have to live by grudges. You don't have to live by envy and jealousy. You don't have to live by division. You don't have to live by those hurts and those offense. In the name of Jesus, by the powerful name of Jesus, you can let it go. You are free. Even now you are free. You can even, in the mess of it all, bear with one another in Christ. Can I get an amen? Yeah, in the church. Right here. In the church. I've learned so much. I've learned about life. Praise the Lord. I've learned that you celebrate life. You celebrate the little ones. We got Jackson in the house today. I'm so happy that Jackson was born. I'm so happy that Jackson is at this church. We're going to dedicate Jackson just, uh, I think, in June, June 13th. I can't wait for that because we celebrate life when we celebrate the dedication of Jackson. We celebrate fostering in this church. We celebrate adoption in this church. We celebrate the sanctity of life. I have learned in the church, the sanctity of life. Anybody else, right? Like, wow, life is precious. Life is holy. Life is of the Lord. I have learned to cherish life. I have learned about the power of new life. Like spiritual new life that is found in Jesus. Anybody else find life in Jesus, right? Like spiritually born again to receive eternal life. That's what we're doing today, by the way. We celebrate in baptisms the life that we have in Jesus. Yeah, once I was dead. Oh, but now I'm alive in Jesus. I'm walking in the newness of life with Jesus. I've learned about death. Just yesterday, I was at a memorial service, and Christians, we we honor and we cherish those who have passed, but we do not grieve like those without hope. I mean, have you been to a memorial service where no one there is a Christian compared to when everyone's a Christian? It's like it's not even the same thing. See, in church, we have learned about death, that we honor and cherish those who have gone before us. But it's not goodbye, right? We're going to see them again. Praise the Lord, because I've learned about hope in the church. I've learned about resurrection power in the church. And I have the hope of resurrection, and I have the hope of seeing each and every one of those loved ones from this church again. Amen. In the church, I've learned about potlucks. (laughs) Thank you. I love. I I remember when I was a kid, I was making fun of potlucks. Now I look forward to the potluck. I love the church potluck. Can we have another potluck in the name of Jesus? I've learned about gifts and how each of us has been given these different gifts to be used. If you want to be a healthy church, an effective church, you got to have everybody using the gifts that the Lord has given them. I've learned about the Holy Spirit. I've witnessed with my own eyes the power of when He pours Himself out on the church. I've seen... In the church, the body of Christ representing Jesus to the world. In the church, I've learned about love. Love. Even when it's really messy. And by the way, this last year, man, it has been messy. But even in the mess, I've learned how to love others. I mean, I've learned. Anyone else learn anything in the church, right? I've literally learned how to love other people. But also, and this was a real struggle for me, I've learned how to receive love from others. Does anyone else besides me struggle receiving love? I have learned how to receive from the Father. Come on, the Father's love. I've learned that here at the church. And I've learned what? How to receive love from others. See, church is the place where we love as Christ has first loved us. I've learned about grace. I've learned about mercy. I've learned about justice. I've learned about compassion. I've learned about how to walk through conflict. I've learned how to talk and walk and communicate through conflict. I've learned about unity. I've learned about the unity and the bond of peace as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one that we can be one. But how that each of us This is so good. Yeah, we're one, but it doesn't mean we're the same. Because there's great diversity even in our unity, praise the Lord. So I've learned how to play my part. And I'm growing every day in how to play my part with excellence, to play my part well. But I've also learned, thank you, Jesus, that I'm just a part. If the church was a chocolate cream pie from Cyrus or Leary's, come on, Jesus, I'm just a slice of the pie. I'm just a piece of the puzzle. But I've also learned no piece This is so important. No piece is more important than any other piece, but each piece has its place. Each piece has its place. In the church, I've learned that it is important that each person plays their piece. Every piece matters. I've learned the awkwardness of when people decide not to play their piece, it creates a void, a spiritual emptiness that affects every other part of the body. Don't you think that it doesn't affect everybody else when I don't see you and you're not around? In the church, I've seen the power of praise and worship. Holy Ghost power. I have seen, I have witnessed the tangible, palpable power of God inhabiting the praises of people. I've seen that when you intentionally come with longing hearts, expectant hearts to meet with him every time he meets with you, do you know what I'm talking about today? Every time I've come to meet with him, he meets with me and he moves in a tangible way in healings, in radical healings. Church, do you believe in healings? I'm just struggling some days. I don't know. I've had Christians that have been Christians their whole lives and they're telling me they don't even know if they believe in healings. I believe in healing. I've seen healings. I've seen deliverance. I've seen salvation in the church. I love the church. And I know, like I feel it in my bones that God is on the move in this region. But I also believe this. His move in this region, it isn't going to be in spite of the church. It's through the church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And all God's people said, Amen. Come on, can we give a shout of praise to the Lord? Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. As we move into the rest of 2021, this series... It's really an opportunity for all of us to get in the game that we would be activated for the kingdom of God. Play your part. Play it well. Not just in these four walls. As much as I love what God does in these four walls. But play your part wherever, however, whenever God is calling you to do it. Super excited what God's going to do. But before we go any further, bow your heads with me and let's pray. Lord Jesus, this is your place. This is your place. Spirit, this is your place. These are your people. God, stir us up. Lord, there's such an arrogance. We decide how you do it and when you do it and what you do. Uh, Lord, sometimes we just come in with such an agenda. But Lord, you're reminding us again that this is your house. This is your house. Lord, do what only you can do in this place. Speak even now. Speak, Lord. With a word that would pierce through the darkness, speak a word, Lord. Some of us are confused. We need a word of clarity. Some of us are heavy. We need a a word of freedom. Some of us are feeling dark. We need a word of light. Lord, speak a word that would break our chains today. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, we just finished the book of Luke, and so we do believe in miracles because that happened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, it took a while, but it, I did it, so it's all good. But we're going into the Acts and Acts is going to start in the fall. One of the most exciting parts of transitioning from Luke to Acts. As you read Acts, you're going to begin to see what it looks like for the Holy Spirit to live inside of us as believers. This is so important. So, uh, the Old Testament, you see the spirit come radically powerfully upon people but then he would leave. But now, as we begin to read the Acts, we're going to see people uh, with the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit has taken residence inside of us. And so that's what I want to talk about today. We're actually going to go into a series in the next seven weeks, uh, actually written by Steve Shell. It's based on a book that he did on the Holy Spirit. I actually think, Katrin, were you like one of the main editors of that book? Yeah, so we even have the editor of that back. And so, praise the Lord. So that's going to be the next seven weeks. But before we get there... I felt like I needed to put down and lay down some groundwork, some foundational work here today. And so today what I want to talk about is simply two things. And the first thing is this, that we are the temple. If you're taking notes, you want to write this down. We are the temple of God. Catherine and I actually went to Israel together. We went to Jerusalem together. But you no longer have to go to Jerusalem to to see the the Lord, to to go be uh, in the presence of the Lord. You no longer have to go. As as awesome as it is, and I can't wait to go again. But you don't have to go up those steps to the temple. No, instead, you and I, we now are that temple. The Bible tells us that individually we are temples, But also, collectively, we are a temple. We're a temple of God. The temple of God, a place where God's spirit dwells. So we're the temple, but hear me out, write this one down as well. We are the body of Christ. We're the body of Christ. So we, the church, collectively, now the physical embodiment of Jesus on earth. That's us. We're the body of Christ. So we're a temple, and we are the body. So, by the way, church, it's kind of a big deal. Church, it's pretty important. Church, it matters to God. God really loves the church, and so should we. So let's dive into this. Remember Jesus, he ascends to the right hand of the Father. After his resurrection, he now sits at the right hand of the Father, the exalted one, right? A place of exaltation as the risen Lord, the Savior, the Messiah, the King. And he received the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and he sent him to us. And we have been, praise the Lord, clothed with power from on high to be his witnesses. Now you go to Acts 2. It's the day of Pentecost. The disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit. You remember that part? Does it give anybody else? I've read that 2,000 times and I read it again. I get goosebumps every time because they're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a rush of wind. It's a fire. Wind, fire being filled. I mean, it's so much imagery from the Old Testament passages, right? Where God's fiery presence, God's windy presence, it would come, it would fill the tabernacle, it would fill the temple, but now the Holy Spirit is being poured out at Pentecost. God's heavenly temple presence, this is so good and so important. It transfers from a physical place to now a group of people. Right? Are you tracking with me? So where the whole the Old Testament, you see his presence, it fills the tabernacle. It fills that physical temple. Now, we are the tabernacle. We are the temple, both individually but also corporately. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in all y'all's midst? Yes, he was from the south. And by the way, church, that verse alone should blow your mind. I mean, we talk about it so nonchalantly. But this is, I mean, depending on your perspective, it's either really incredible or really weird. Right? The presence of God. Where? In us. In us. Like, no wonder the world calls us fools. No wonder they're laughing at us. Because we literally believe that God's presence is here. Wow. Wow kind of a big deal isn't it we're the temple of God we're a place where the Holy Spirit dwells again I think God loves the church we should love it too because it's a temple that was made possible by Jesus did you know that Jesus made a way it's a greater temple than that physical temple ever was in several ways but one of the most important ways and you're going to love this is in the fact that it brought Jewish people and non-Jewish people together into one unified family praise the Lord Isn't that good? I mean, that should just kind of get us going today because when a Gentile, a non-Jewish person, they they could be in the outer courts of the temple, like, yeah, you can be here. Like, there was a section, absolutely, for the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. But then there were signs posted that said, yeah, you can be here, but you can't be here. Like, yeah, go ahead and do your thing but no way are you going any further. In fact, when you go to the Israel Museum in uh, Jerusalem, you get to see a portion of one of these signs. And this is what it says. It says, No foreigner is to go beyond the balustrade and the plaza of the temple zone. Whoever is caught I love that whoever is caught doing so will have himself to blame for his death, which is to follow. (laughs) And yet we know because of Jesus that dividing wall of hostility has been broken. Come on, Jesus. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, listen to this. This will encourage you today, church. Therefore, he's talking to uh, Gentiles, uh, non, non-Jewish people here. He goes, Remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, you got to remember that at that time you were separate from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship in Israel. You were foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope, without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups. One, and he has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Anybody else getting excited yet? By setting aside in the flesh the law with its commands and regulations. See, his purpose. He had a purpose. It was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. He says, peace again. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. See, he came and he preached peace. Oh, the third time. peace to you who are far away, but also peace the fourth time. Peace to those who are near, for through him we both everybody all y'all have access to the father by one spirit oh so now anyone and everyone if you're in this room or you're watching online if you believe and follow jesus jew or gentile you now individually are god's spirit a, a temple of god's spirit but also you can be a part of something bigger and better than just yourself you can be a part of the larger temple of god's spirit And again, that's a radical thought for any Jewish man or woman to believe. And yet that's what Jesus did on the cross. Maybe you've heard it this way. He tore the veil, right? Reconciling us back into that vertical relationship with God. But he also tore down that wall. That wall of hostility, restoring the horizontal relationship with each other. And so again, you and I are a part of his temple. Praise the Lord. And we're also a part of his body. Part of his body the apostle paul in first corinthians 12 we're going to talk a lot about this in the coming weeks but he tells us that we are the body of christ but he says it's one body but many parts individual bodies each individually carrying the presence of god but each individually fearfully and wonderfully made unique in design and purpose and each of us come together and we function now together collectively corporately Together, as the body of Christ. Together, we're, we're living, we're acting, we're moving, we're breathing, we're serving, we're loving. All as the body of Christ. Isn't that beautiful? The body of Christ. All for what? For our heavenly Father's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So powerful to me. So when the church is at its best, it is this healthy body of Christ. And, and you know when the church is at its best, when, when, it, when it's a healthy body of Christ, do you know what the world sees when they look at us? They see Jesus. They see Jesus. And not only do they see Jesus, but they see what real abundant, joy-filled, peace-filled living in Jesus is all about. Right? We, the body of Christ, we become an example to a lost and hurting world. An example of what real living looks like. Maybe you've heard this before, but as His body, we are representing Jesus to the world. Jesus to the world. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 5. He says, We are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We're representatives of God. Did you know that? You. Not just me, but you. Like, let's not put this on me. <laughs> I'm just, a, remember, I'm a piece of the chocolate pie. We are ambassadors for Christ. What a privilege, what an honor, one we don't deserve. I know one I don't deserve, one I haven't earned. Like, I know what I've done. But yet it's a role each of us gets to play on this earth because of what Jesus did through His death and His resurrection. We are the body... Of Christ. It's so important that we understand. Most of us in this room today are believers. It's important that we understand, comprehend what I'm talking about today. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, it matters so much that you comprehend what I'm talking about today. Because there's such confusion about what church is. Church is not just a good nonprofit organization. Life Spring Church is not just a fun social club. Church, in good times and in really hard, difficult, bad times... We are the body of Christ. Yeah, we don't get coffee, but we're going to be okay. It's so important when we gather, like we're gathering today, that we think of it in these ways. This is a Jesus place. You might want to write that down. This is a Jesus place. Right where two or more are gathered in His name. Who's there? Who's there? Jesus is there, right there with us. In us, through us, Jesus is here. It's a Jesus place. It's His place. Now, sometimes we confuse that. We think it's our place. You ever done that before? We like to make church about me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity, right? Well, I can get out of church. Instead, I think we need to be consumed more and more. What can I deposit into the church? How can I play my part in such a way Where the lost and the hurting, broken world can see a healthy Jesus place. That when they look at us, they see Jesus. See, the hope of the world is Jesus. It still is. It was yesterday. Newsflash, you woke up today. He's still the hope of the world. Life, healing, salvation, restoration, reconciliation, all of it found in Jesus. The world, by the way, needs Jesus. So may the world around us see in us Jesus. And I want to get that one just laid on your heart today. May the world around me see in me Jesus. In Life Spring Church, prophetically, May the world around you see in you Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. You don't know what to say. Say the name of Jesus. You don't know what to pray. Say the name of Jesus. You don't know what to worship. Worship the name of Jesus. Jesus, He's this perfect expression of where heaven and earth meet. He's the perfect Son of God. He's the perfect Son of Man. He's prophet, priest, king. Jesus who came to earth. Jesus who put on flesh. Jesus who did what none of us could do. Jesus, He's the perfect temple. In fact, I think it's in Matthew uh, Matthew 12. He says, talking about Himself, by the way, He says, there is one here who is even greater than the temple. He's the perfect sacrifice. Listen, the Hebrew says, for by one sacrifice, Jesus made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Jesus, even right now, Romans 8 34 says jesus sitting at the right hand of the father he is right now church he is interceding on your behalf that's who jesus is and this is the jesus place it's all about jesus we worship jesus for who he was and what he is and what he's going to do one day coming back as the risen lord and savior and returning king this is the jesus place do you believe that today church it's so important that we figure that one out because, man, sometimes, have you ever walked into this thing just with the wrong perspective on it all? And you thought it was all about you. It's about Jesus. This is where it gets so awesome. Because we know Jesus. Yeah, he's he did what he did. He's doing what he's doing. He's going to do what he's going to do, right? He's coming back. He's coming back to rule and reign. Come on. The return of the king. But right now, seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. We know that, yes, Jesus is there. This This is what I love about what I'm talking about today. Yes, we know Jesus is there. But we also know Jesus is here. He's physically present here on earth through His body, in His body, in His church, in us. May the world see Jesus in us. The body of Christ. We're representing Christ. We're conformed to the image of Christ. In Him, we're this incredible place. Again, I love the church. I will live my whole life for His church. It's this beautiful place where people of different nationalities, different cultures, different ethnicities, different languages, we can come together as the temple, whether we're in Ghana or whether we're in Edgewood or Federal Way, we come together as the body united in Jesus Again, church is kind of a big deal. I'm not going to make this too long. I don't want to make it too complicated because we've got some baptisms to do, praise the Lord. But I, I want to conclude with this. I was listening to the Bible Project podcast the other day and they were talking about Romans 12. And this really encouraged me in, in regards to all this. So go ahead and put Romans 12:1 up there. It's a great verse. You've heard it before. Now let's say it together. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to god which is your spiritual service of worship have you heard that one before right it's so good praise the lord but you know in that podcast they talked about how normally we go to that verse and we apply it at a personal level but they were making the point that actually in the greek paul is making an even more powerful statement that actually when paul says you in the greek it's more all y'all so I want to read that again. I'll just read it with me. Therefore, I urge all y'all, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present all y'all's bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is all y'all's spiritual service of worship. Now, again, most of the time we take this individually. I do that as well. Right? And, and so we're like, well, what am I doing individually at an individual level, sacrificially? You know, how am I sacrificing, laying down my life, worshiping the Lord with my life? But honestly, I think if we can get this, this is really going to change uh, the way things happen around here. See, the, the Apostle Paul, again, he's talking about a corporate sacrifice. All y'all, the temple. All y'all, the body of Christ. All y'all, the church. See, as followers of Jesus, the Christian walk isn't just about us individually. We're a part of something bigger. We're a part of the temple, part of the body, bigger than ourselves. Though God actually, actually He does care about you at an individual level, the song is true, Jesus loves you, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. He, he absolutely loves you. He loves me. But this isn't about me. This is about Him. This is about His fame, His glory, His mission, His purposes. And we are His body. And I'm but a part of the body. So this is a place where I learn, where you learn how to lay down our individual wants and our individual needs. And yes, God cares about those needs. I'm not saying that. But this is a place where you can learn how to walk in humility so countercultural, right? Where you walk down in humility, where you lay down your own personal preferences. Again, you're not going to find that on social media, but this is a place where you don't act like the rest of the world acts. This is not a place that is divided like the world seems to be so divided. No, this is a place where you lay down your rights. You surrender your wants, your desires all to Jesus, because I have the privilege and the honor. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I get to live in and for something bigger and better than just myself. I get to live for you and for you for your body, and it's awesome. I love the church. Each of us makes this conscious decision. And by no one's going to force you to do this, but each of us willingly, consciously says, you know what? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, but we're also going to lay down our lives for the sake of His church. It's a beautiful, powerful sacrifice of worship to the Lord. There are Christians who've been Christians their whole life who still haven't learned this. But it's about all y'all, all of us, coming back to a place of humility and serving one another. That's what I love about Rich Taylor, by the way. He's one of the most humble men I know. He's been a pastor for over five decades. And he just humbly comes on a Sunday night and preaches us the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's what I love about David Messinger. That's what I love about Pastor Randy and Kathy. That's what I love about my beautiful bride, Mary. Just people who say, no, I am going to work for something bigger and better than just myself. Yeah, I wish they did more of these kinds of songs. Or I wish they did more of these kinds of songs. I wish they served this kind of coffee. I would, no, but you know what? This isn't about me. This is about Jesus. I'm going to back this up with some scripture this morning, and then we're going to close. Again, this is so important we understand this today. I, I, I really believe this. If we're going to do the things that I, I think God is calling us to do, asking us to do, then it's going to take everybody. It's going to take all y'all. So uh, let, let me read Romans 12. But this time I'm just going to keep on reading. I'm going to read fast so that uh, we actually get to the baptisms. But listen to this in, pers- in the perspective of what I was just talking about, where it's all of us. Again, he says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Track with me, verse 3. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, who are many, all y'all, are, we are one body in Christ, individually members one of another, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Praise the Lord for that. It would be so boring if all of us were Pastor Dan, like, come on, get me out of here. I wouldn't even attend. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to experience them accordingly, if prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he... He who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, it's he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy, oh, with cheerfulness. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference. This is so beautiful to me, church. Give preference to one another in honor. Give preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer. Contributing to the needs of the saints. Practicing hospitality. Paul is on a roll. Bless the those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. you got to be of the same mind with one another. Don't be haughty in mind, but no, you got to, church, life's free, associate with a lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. you got to respect what is right in the sight of all men. And if possible, as far as it depends on you, you be at peace with everyone. Never take your own revenge, beloved. Whoa. Ne- what? Are you kidding? No. Never take your own revenge beloved but leave room for the wrath of god for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says the lord but if your enemy is hungry church feed them if he's thirsty life spring give him a drink for in doing so you will heap burning coals on his head say this with me and do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good hallelujah praise yeah you can clap on that one jesus so powerful to me. so Isn't that power? It's so good. And if we want to see Jesus, and if we want the world to see Jesus, not in spite of us, but through us, church, it depends on our willingness to do what I just read. I believe that. There's accountability on how you and I are living our lives. You don't just attend church. You are the church. And what are you going to do about it? Right? What am I going to do about it? We're the church. So we're united. And when you speak words other than that, out into the atmosphere, watch out. Because where you're speaking, that's probably where you're going to follow. Be careful what words you are speaking about the church. Play your part well. That we are united in the bond of peace. It's either that, or Jesus is just really bad at governing and leading His church. And I don't think Jesus is bad at anything. So we just got to get in with Jesus. This is the Jesus place. So this needs to be a place where we're serving each other, where we're loving each other in humility, right? Not thinking too highly of ourselves. Aren't you thankful that Paul said that? Because he's always saying that to me. Dan, just get off your high horse. No, lower. (laughs) Right? Don't think too highly of yourself. Humble yourself, but use your gifts, right? You're not the pie, but you're a piece of the pie. Hate what is evil, Hate it with a passion. You don't have to like evil, church. Cling to what is good, he says. Be devoted to one another with brotherly love. Give preference to each other in honor. Oh, that's sweet. That's like a beautiful painting to me. Isn't that beautiful? Get the image of giving preference to another person. What? With honor. I wrote that twice. It's just so beautiful to me. Giving preference to each other in honor. And when we begin to walk this out, when we give the Spirit permission to move, that's when the world will begin to see Jesus in us. The world will begin to see Jesus. And watch out when the world sees Jesus. When Jesus enters the room, Jesus changes everything. Life's we can do this. We are the temple. We are the body. God is revealing Himself through us to the nations. Would you bow your heads? And let's pray together. Amen.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're just so thankful right now. We thank you so much for the church, Lord. The gift of the church that you have given us. You look around the room, Lord, and there's just so many people here, and each one here has unique gifts that they bring to the, to the table, Lord. And so right now we just pray as a united body of Christ. We pray for each individual in this room, Lord, and all those that are watching online right now. We pray that you just stoke the fires of their gifts, that just to pour into their gifts, allow them to just grow in these gifts, and, and just to be able to just have that boldness to share them. I think that's the part that we get stuck on sometimes, As we know we've got gifts, but we're afraid to just step out. We're afraid to take that next step and to share that gift with our friends and with our neighbors and with our church, Lord. And right now, we just pray for that. We pray that we have that boldness that you have given us, that we're able to just say the words that you give us. We're able to use our hands, uh, get our hands into the dirt, get our hands into the mud, get dirty hands, and just be the church. Be the church in this community, Lord. The church goes beyond these four walls. It's each individual. It's the group of people coming together. That is the church. Whether we're inside this building right now or whether we're outside, whether we're at the park, whether we're just uh, spreading the gospel to the homeless, we are the church. And we thank you so much for the gift of that. It is an honor to be the church. It is an honor to be able to just teach about Jesus, to be able to talk to people about Jesus, God, we just think we're just in awe of your power. We love you so much in your Son's name, mighty name. We pray, Amen. Amen.